From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello. Welcome to the COB on this, the Friday, the 13th of August. This is the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance, startups, and reporting season. I'm Nadine. I'm here with Scuddy. Scuddy, good to see you. Good to see you again. And uh, look, uh, another fresh record high. So we just finish it up there and have a good weekend. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, well, you, you were just on air. You walk us through what happened today on markets because... Look, it was a quieter one in terms of reporting season. Let's put that out there. But um, yeah, I mean, play the tape, record high. It is. It's just, it's relentless. And uh, who wants to go and try and stand in its way? There's lots of uh, no concerns out there, but it just keeps brushing them aside. It is incredibly impressive. Uh, this is the resilience that the market is showing for the time being. And until the uh, the narrative changes, uh, I can't see it really you know, altering too much for the time being. You mentioned it was Friday the 13th. I reckon could have gone and uh, carried in like, you know, a room full of black cats, probably walked on a si- every single uh, no, uh, no, ladder. Uh, ladder, and uh, the market would have still ground high today. So, yeah, it's uh, onwards and upwards, and let the good times roll. Even when CBA is taking a big chunk out of the market, down by 1.5% profit-taking. Yeah, another little company called CSL had a no pretty kidding. decent day. I, so I, 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 I I nearly choked when I was on air when I saw I thought I thought my system had broken. Well, I, I'm glad because I was on air earlier and yeah, just looking at that now, I thought I'll let Scuddy take that in case in case I'm reading this wrong. I don't have my glasses in here. They don't fit with my mask. I can't see uh, when they start to fog up, which I know is a common complaint these days. Uh, look, if we take a look at uh, the market movers, let's call them that. Uh, in terms of some of the big movers, we've got. Um, Star Entertainment looking pretty good, up by about 5%. Yeah, and don't know what that's about. No, Premier Investments up by a solid uh, 5.5% or something around that. Premier Investments target price lifted to $30 from UBS, upgrading it to a buy from neutral. Yeah, just for on 5% for, for the gains there for PMV. And Downer EDI, second day running after its results yesterday, up by further 5%. Brokers get involved the day after, don't they? And, and JP Morgan looking pretty favorably on Downer EDI, lifting it to neutral and lifting its price target by uh, close to 6%, actually, to $5.50 per share. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to comment on that, Scotty. I'm going to let you off the hook for that. Aura Cobra is down. We have seen lots of strength in the lithium plays, 4.5%. Uh, I'll run you through just another. We've got, um, again, in the lithium space, uh, Pilbara looking pretty good, and Suncorp down. Suncorp down in the wake of its results, but I cannot tell you how many conversations I've had in the wake of this week's report, Scotty, where people say the banks... You know, lighten up. Their best days are over. It's the insurers that are looking really good now. 
Yeah, uh, certainly when it comes to those uh, margins, whether it's you know, the premium increases that are starting to go and kick through as well, and the ability to go and reinvest. And uh, that's the key thing that's really been missing as well. And a lot of this is the, uh, the, the falling interest rate environment. They've got to go and invest, of course, in very safe and secure assets. And when they're not really yielding anything, uh, it's difficult to go make money. So any little bit of stickness in uh, any curves around the world, uh, I'm sure that they're just lapping it up right now. If you would like to hear a view on the insurers, you can access an interview that we did with John Lockton from Wilson's Advisory uh, via the show notes. Also, Nick Morton saying buy QBE, sell CBA. That's in the show notes as well. I'm telling you, everybody pretty much that I've spoken to has, has said that that's the way to play the financial sector now. We've got another interview while I'm at it, Scotty. Just indulge me for a sec. Um, from Evans and Partners, Ben Chan saying... Property names and Afterpay just continue to deliver. Baby Bunting was the, I guess, the company that we sort of talked about the most in terms of reporting season today. That was the stock of the day. The call, it seems like a long time ago now, but Jane Bailey from Tribeca Investment Partners, Claude Walker from A Rich Life weighed in on Baby Bunting. Earning didn't really quite get um, hurt as much as other retailers and uh, and the like. This business is well positioned given the baby boom we've we've seen in the last twelve months and the next few years. But um, and at this point, you know, market is just not sure um, how far it's going to fall in terms of the earnings um, before we look this revisits again. Um, you know, for the uh, rebase earning to grow again. This business will benefit over the next few years. It's just for the time being. Um, Near-term earning might be a little bit disrupted, just didn't look, uh, you know, in terms of growth, doesn't look as, uh, you know, uh, exciting as some other business may will be growing over the next few years. Um, but I think it's absolutely a business that you want to um, buy back into uh, once they get experience significant sell-off. For somebody that doesn't invest in a lot of retail stocks, I've looked at a lot at this one and talked a lot about it. You know, it deserves to be expensive, but where's your upside? Um, where's your upside if you're buying a good quality retailer on a high multiple? Like, you can get decent quality retailers that aren't that much worse than baby bouncing for like half the price to earnings multiple. So, I think that's your major risk with baby mm-hmm. bunting right now. It's just, um, it's just priced reasonably high, and if anything goes wrong, it'll therefore be punished extremely badly. But if everything goes right, then it might just keep like creep up a little bit. Um, because that's what the market's already expecting. So, yeah, the risk reward doesn't stack up for me. And that is not going in the portfolio, Scuddy. Now, I know that might surprise you considering how many trips to baby bunting you've done lately. Well, However, you yeah, haven't been there recently. Maybe that's why there's no guidance being offered. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I certainly spent a lot of time with them and I uh, de- definitely contributed to that. Bipping, I don't know, popping revenue and earnings that I uh, enjoyed. So shareholders enjoy that increased dividend. It's not going to go and last forever, at least not from what I can go and do. Yeah, so it's not going in the portfolio. I'll, I'll give it away. It's not going in the portfolio because it's it's all in the price, isn't it? It's had such a run. And, you know, uh, look, will things change when we're at a lockdown? They've done well in terms of online sales, but they do have this big rollout happening in New Zealand, which COVID is, you know, complicated. Yeah. So there's a bit of execution risk there as well. There is, and uh, whilst it's got a very good brand recognition, that's one of its, you know, its key factors. The one thing I've come across is like, you know, it gives you a good insight as to the kind of like, the variety of brands and everything else. And um, I make no bones about it. I went and jumped online once I you know, got back home and, and uh, I managed to go and pick up things much cheaper. That's just the world we live Smart in. Smart shopper, yeah. um, down by four and a half percent to end the session. Uh, your couch arrived. I'm jealous. Disease supply um, bottlenecks are obviously opening up here yeah. in Australia. Yeah, couches, uh, couches delivered ready for my uh, my four month old property to go and be sick on it or something like that. But uh, I'm looking forward to eventually sitting on it. Uh, 
We'll, we'll see it. what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, so uh, in your view today, Scuddy, because I'll just tell our listeners uh, we won't be hearing from Scuddy on the podcast. Speaking of the couch and the baby, uh, Scuddy's going to, I hope you don't mind me saying Scuddy, just have a couple months off to spend a bit more time with his family who, who happen to not be located in Sydney. I think regular listeners would know that already. Um, so look, Scuddy, just before we get to the rest of the podcast, you know, we'll miss you. We'll miss you. But obviously, um, we're very, very, very happy for you. And uh, look forward to your return. Yeah. And, uh, I'm going to miss you guys as well and the camaraderie. We're a very strong team here at Ausbiz and it's a pleasure to go and work here. So it's only temporary. It's not permanent, of course. But uh, I haven't seen my family in a long period of time. And I'm still coming to grips with the uh, reality that unless things really change when it comes to border policies in this country, when I come back to Sydney, and I will come back to Sydney uh, in October at some point, uh, there's a very strong likelihood that I won't see my family over Christmas and New Year's. And that's just the reality that uh, we're dealing in in this current environment. So uh, make hay where the sun shines. Uh, I miss my girls. I'm looking forward to seeing them. But I will be thinking of Ausbiz TV and I'll be certainly watching Ausbiz <laughs> a lot in my time And you'll off. be spreading the love, spreading the word in Adelaide. I know you've done it already, but, you know, just just going go, to all I'll, those places. Presuming that there's no lockdown, fingers crossed. <laughs> well, yeah, look, and th- fingers crossed. I'm going to um, typically remain a little bit optimistic that hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to have Christmas with uh, your family and, and us in some way, shape or form. I hope so too. I know, I know like, everyone's doing the right thing. I know in New South Wales today we've got up to that 50% of eligible adults and now it's received at least one jab and that's fantastic news i keep that momentum going but it really comes down to the political leaders in this country both at a federal and state level to go and commit to some binding agreements no i don't believe this in principle thing they've agreed to is going to stand up as soon as there's uh, any no kind of no outbreak in those states where they're very adverse to no covid being there it's going to be shut down and i i do hope i'm wrong i'm i've been wrong plenty of times before but uh, no, a leopard doesn't change its spots. Well, I'm just going to shift the conversation because before you go, I would like to know if by the time you get back in two months, Scuddy, you think there's going to be, a, let's call it a 5% correction in these markets, Ooh. equity markets. Yeah, look, uh, it's been a while and we see pockets from time to time. And of course, we're all trading at record highs. We're talking about uh, all the indices on Wall Street and, uh, and what we've got locally. There's every likelihood we might go and see a 5% pullback. I, I hope to go and see a 5% pullback, uh, only to go and keep the momentum going. I want to see the rally continue, but I want to see it done in a, a normal, uh, healthy environment, not where it's just this blow off top, because when you get blow off tops, that's when you get the real nasty corrections. Next question. Jackson Hole will take place while you're gone. That's August. Do you think there will be announcement about taper at Jackson Hole? Has the Fed, this is something that Scuddy and I have been talking about for months, and sometimes agree, sometimes disagree. Has the Fed done enough? Are they doing enough to to get the ground fertile for this talk of taper that won't set the bond markets alight? No, there'll be very strong uh, no, allusions, uh, allusions to what uh, was going to be on my head. I suspect in the September meeting we'll hear from the Fed and they'll announce a taper in them. Uh, they'll get another uh, labour force survey that will come out there. Uh, the payrolls report will probably go and confirm that extra momentum we're seeing picking up. And I suspect that they'll occur in September. Uh, as uh, Chris Weston, my good mate uh, from Pepperstone, I was speaking to him earlier today, noted it's not really about the tapering that's going to go and be the concern for the markets. It's the speed that it comes off. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think that. I think my view is that the the Fed has done a good job in in getting everybody ready for the taper. But yeah, it's the devil's in the detail, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's 
it's, it's inevitable that you're going to so everyone's like, oh it's fully priced like relax and I, know, I can agree that you know they've done a very good job preparing the market but it's when that liquidity withdrawal starts to going to take place and the first thing they saw today was on this week was that gold move now i know it was in a japanese holiday it was probably orchestrated to go and create maximum damage but that's that kind of event that you go and see from time to time where it really starts to suggest well as you start seeing the liquidity pull back from the market you start getting those air pockets and that's what i suspect we'll see as the tapering story goes and unfolds okay and so so my next question, just because I'm, I mean, I guess I could, could tweet to you or send you an email or text. I mean, I have your phone number if I was really dying to to get your opinion. <laughs> but, but how about um, interest rate hikes? I mean, so we talked taper. That almost seems like old news. I know you wrote a view today, uh, with your view on interest rates going forward. So what is it? I mean, I don't. I just don't see homeowners or investors really having to worry about rising rates for a very, very long time. Yeah, I'll try and make this story as succinct as possible. I listened to a podcast and it was about a, a certain precious metal. So there tends to be like the most doomsday type people talking about it. And uh, one of the other the chaps in the podcast was talking about how the next market crash and you know, we're talking about like cataclysmic crash, of course, of like, you know, 40, 50% or something like that. And he said, oh, it's going to be, I know when interest rates return to, you know, Fed's fund rate returns to sort of like those uh, four or 5% levels that we saw prior to the GSE. And I just, I'm nearly choked because there's no iota's chance that we're going to go and see uh, the Fed's fund rate at that level. Uh, productivity, growth, uh, debt levels, uh, have the trends there all mean that the, uh, the neutral rate for, uh, for interest rates is significantly lower than the past. So whilst I reckon there's going to be high interest rates in time, you've got to put into relative speak, where's the, uh, the benchmark 10-year estate's going to mm-hmm. get to? Oh, if it gets much above 2%, I reckon that's the, going to be the crescendo where we're going to, and hit our peak. Uh, sort of talk about going back to those levels of the past it, it ain't going to happen yeah i just had a conversation with a friend the other day you know saying oh what's going to happen to all these people that have borrowed money when interest rates start to rise and i just thought it's it, it's not going to happen for so long yeah you think about that term funny facility like i, I can use my own personal yeah. example quickly No, i went and borrowed for four years and 1.89 percent mm-hmm. like great rate everything else i haven't seen anything lower out there at the moment uh but imagine like you no know, all of a sudden like you no know, you get a scenario where all of a sudden i'll be like oh geez we're gonna go and hike rates you know aggressively and uh so that mortgage rate resets to like triple the level it is at the mm-hmm. moment um who knows what my circumstance will be in the time when the uh the fixed rate comes off but uh, i know i can tell you a lot of households would be completely decimated if that was to go and take place so What's the likelihood that the RBA is going to say, yeah, well, gee, that's, that's fine. No. We're, we're no, because central banks these days, no one's allowed to u- to lose. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. And, uh, that's, look, their, that's their function. Yeah, and that's, oh. uh, that's, that's where it's going to go. To. So We're getting heavy for a Friday, Scuddy. I think I've tested the friendship. Just go and pour <laughs> another glass of red wine. We'll keep going. <laughs> uh, look, uh, we have wages next week in Australia. We have jobs next week in Australia. We are putting out a weekend newsletter these days. It's called Off the Clock. And uh, if you don't subscribe to the COB newsletters, you're going to be missing Scott. Actually, what's the point? You, we're not going to be having Scuddy's views for a while, but you'll be getting views from everyone. From everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Off the Clock, subscribe to it. And then you get sort of a succinct email uh, newsletter that allows you to sort of tap into what, what, what all of us are sort of obsessing about or thinking about or really enjoying in the past five trading days. Um, Scuddy, go well. Um, we send our love to your little family as well. All the best from Ausbiz. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, love you all out there. It's, uh, it's great to go and have your support. And uh, looking forward to getting through this two weeks in the uh, hotel quarantine. Ooh. It's going to be pretty tough. And uh, uh, out the other side and you know, spending some time with my girls, which has been uh, something I'll be looking to do for months. Enjoy. Thank you.
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 